This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. We had one... No, well, we didn't, but on Gilmore, we had one episode that was totally lost. No! Due to, like, a weird Zoom thing, where three of the channels were fine, but then oh. my channel was totally gone. So did you go back in and loop it? So the perfect ADR? podcast? <laughs> no, because it was three hours long. <laughs> oh, no. I did think about it, and that does that's like the... I don't know what the uh, equivalent would be like in the music. It would be like Electric Nebraska. Right. Basically, where right. it's like, you've Ooh. heard tell of it, but yeah. you've never heard it. To Bruce Springsteen album and uh, that uh, that podcast sounds good. <laughs> Electric Nebraska. No, your channel just turned all the way. Oh, down. I see. Okay, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. All right, here we go. It's all about jacking up. <laughs> it is the rock. It is the rock. She, is she talking about the church? It's like the rock. Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Here comes one summer for me. Hey. Just chillin'. Yeah, baby. Loser's another word. It's my wife. Bazinga. 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 Oh, no. My pants. <laughs> All right, welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. <laughs> Are you happy? <laughs> she is. These, dro- these drops have turned into just like little little vignettes of Kevin's life. <laughs> <laughs> it really is just like flashbacks oh, to... This was based oh, on a no. previous anecdote where <laughs> I was playing tambourine and a praise team and my pants kept falling down. I didn't understand why it was happening. I was 10 years old. Lindo Assembly God Church, get at me. Oh boy, I'm Caroline. And we're here to have good Christian fun. Hi. Good hi. <laughs> good Christian fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the movies, the music and entertainment, the tambourine players of the yeah. Christian rock world. Yeah. Uh young and old. The percussionists. That's right. Uh but we're not here to make you go to church or to proselytize to you or make fun of your beliefs unless you're a Nazi. I'll yeah. make fun of that belief. Or adjacent to yes. that, I, even. Nazi adjacent beliefs get uh, <laughs> bashed on light, this show. That's not right. Fan. Even like a, a Nazi LaCroix, you don't want that. <laughs> Any form right. of nationalism or any of that uh-huh. stuff. We're Kevin, have, have you tried hard, sel- hard seltzer yet? No. Hard seltzer is seltzer with alcohol in it? Yeah. Uh, I've it's not been tried a big, it yet. big drink of the summer, and can't believe I, ha- I haven't got my hands on that yet. We'll get a pack of it uh, for the for trip the weekend. Tomorrow. Okay, great. Uh, we're going to a wedding this weekend. We're going to a wedding out of town. Crestline. Mm-hmm. By this time, it's okay. We can dox ourselves. Yeah. By this time, we'll be back. A so you can't come town get us. Mountains yeah. of LA. Beautiful. Uh, we'll see how the Airbnb dynamics have evolved since last time. <laughs> we'll see what expensive piece of equipment I leave behind, as I did leave behind yeah, a camera. Yeah, really nice camera last, last time. We did that. Which sucked, and I did drive back to Big Bear and try and get it, and it wasn't there. 
which sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? We're going to have good Christian fun, not talk about my financial losses, <laughs> of which there are many. Uh, today on the show, it's episode 99. We're wow. on the eve we are right on of the three digits. Is this point, what it feels like right before the Antichrist ascends to power, you know, and when the <laughs> when the full rapture happens and everything? I, I certainly hope so. Uh, it does feel like an lies. eve. It feels like there's a lot of change coming. Maybe in co-host, uh, maybe not. <laughs> we were just talking about it's co-host stuff before. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I like it. Oh. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm the co-host that changes. It's okay. Okay, yeah, that's funny. See? Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, but episode 99, we're doing a special episode today. We're doing the hunt for the horniest Christian song of all time really it's a different it off kind this of summer hunt. yeah is this right. the end of our horny series oh Kevin? no queen no, oh, no. way <laughs> we got I at least four August, more weeks I mean, we were almost fall i did see a very sad <laughs> patreon uh comment that said i wish it was fall <laughs> oh, no. already horny summer 2019 oh, people want to settle down you know what i get it I get the fatigue. Commitment but, fall. But until then, we got one more app for you. Yeah. And then probably four or five you're more apps. You're going to like it. I guarantee it. Let's introduce our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a comedian. He is an actor. He's an author behind books like Crap Kingdom or The Boy Who Couldn't Sleep and Didn't Have To, Never Had To, something like that. He's also writing an upcoming, uh, upcoming Captain America comic. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for DC, DC Pearson. Pearson. Hello. Oh, I beefed it. <laughs> DC Cumble. DC Cumble. <laughs> it's not even a DC one. Um, well, I know this for like the first time I've ever what's kept, that? grabbed that. That was a Marvel, not a DC one, right? The You're looking at me is? like I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah. no, the Mar- the con- it's Marvel. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. <laughs> Which is probably fifty percent of the reason they asked me to do it. It's because it's like, like but you're DC, it's but like you're a rival. Marvel. Uh, yes, exactly. It's like a monarchy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm for like a vindicated from any time when I was a kid, and people are like, like DC Comics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and finally, and and now we're here. The DC does stand for decent Christian for those yes, uh, wondering. Uh, much like DC talk, I can tell. Man, there's so many crap. Man, I usually I usually do it well, but then when there's like another thing that I didn't already have on the docket, <laughs> and I was like, wait, issue seven, uh, right. Captain America. You know those videos of like a gymnast running towards a vault and they like stumble, but they keep going, you know, and they like hit the pummel horse. I <laughs> walked sort of the same enjoyment I get to sometimes see. That. I stumble so Simone Biles can run <laughs> and be a gymnast. Actually, yeah, uh, but it, welcome to the podcast, DC. Thanks so much for Thank joining. Thank you for us. having me. here. Also, My pleasure. Uh, our first guest that's that is a veteran of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh wow! In any way, out of ninety, I mean, there's been a lot out of, of ninety. There's been as, almost I as many so. movies yeah, as there are episodes husband. of the. Yeah, okay, exactly. Which is incredible. Right. Yeah, but that's the we're first phase one four where now. you've really you know touched the Marvel universe. I'm canon. Yes, yeah, okay. as I like to say. Well, let's ki- let's uh, kick that segment off oh, real quick. Okay. Well, now it's time for a segment we call. <laughs> Welcome back to Smarvelous, uh, a little corner of the pod (laughs) where I get to talk about Marvel stuff and Kevin supports me. Uh, DC, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for having me. I had some questions for you about uh, your writing and how you got into the biz. Yeah. Um, So how did you get this job with the comics? So specifically... (laughs) You sound like a high school (laughs) reporter. Was so, like, fun? do you have a car? 
<laughs> we're doing it on the fly oh my lord but yeah no so um basically yeah so i have a it actually is not not it's no longer upcoming it has it has come it came out it has and been to released keep it with the theme of today's show oh, yes queen. um, <laughs> <laughs> um it, w- it is in a comic called Marvel Comics Presents, which I guess they had run for a long time, and then it was not a comic for a long time, and then now it's back, and this is Marvel Comics Presents issue number seven, okay. but the one that I wrote is The Winter Soldier, aka Bucky Barnes, wow. and the reason that this editor, Chris Robinson at Marvel, reached out to me to do it is he was basically like, hey, I know you were actually in the movie Captain America that's the Winter right. Soldier yes and that's right Apple Store guy and when DC walks into an Apple Store to this day they do kneel uh, <laughs> uh, it is a, a, a rich kneel and then they him. get it back up and then they say uh, full price yeah that's That'll right be full price that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> true there's a full little price. sign of respect yes, precisely <laughs> um, but so he was like so I know you were in that but then I also know that you like do some writing yourself and so I, he was like I as the editor got assigned this that there's like a winter soldier story up uh-huh. like in the rotation basically and so i thought you might be a good fit for it so i wanted to reach out and see if you wanted to do it How and i fun. said as i said to him basically in the email i was like i know i'm supposed to like play hard to get and be like well we'll see and the schedule <laughs> was sort of, let me check with my uh, and i was just like but i can't that would be this amazing email is sweaty yes, somehow exactly. because as obviously as a, a lot of people where i grew up reading marvel comics wow. and collecting like marvel comic trading cards yeah. and i still have my big binder full of them or whatever so i was stoked to do it and he was like bucky barnes aka the winter soldiers kind of a cool character because he's like in a good fit for just doing a standalone story because he had this long period of time where when he was brainwashed mm-hmm. and was the winter soldier a kind of super spy assassin for in the comics he's just literally a, a an assassin for the soviet union and then oh, okay. in the movies he's it's basically just for hydra for i think hydra, they just wanted to symbolize kind of simplify hydra. it um oh for sure yeah this podcast is hydra oh, yeah. <laughs> right? hail hydra yeah, hail hill song pro hydra and it is different <laughs> for those wondering we get a lot of crap for that it's yeah. so different yeah, sure <laughs> um, uh, so, oh, so he had a good story yeah so he basically it. was just like you know he kind of that was sort of it he was basically just like there was a big period of time in history where he was running around being a spy so it seems like kind of a natural fit for just like any time within that period you could just sort of come up with your story and fit him in there so um, I ended up kind of placing him in like New York in the late 60s kind of a like French connection kind of meets the Americans a little bit although that's in the 80s this is Maisel I mean <laughs> dude you have yeah. well it's funny that you mentioned that actually comedy underground because <laughs> another part of my story another part of the Bucky story Bucky does stand up at the gaslight <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah. now I wish I'm like I want to call back like hey man we gotta pull up all the existing issues <laughs> I need to have him sort of like he's trying to kill some guy who's like uh, like slightly commie affiliated <laughs> but like just a guy in the village poet uh, and then ends better. up getting talked out of it by mrs mays they're like out back having a smoke <laughs> right. during the thing um but i it's funny that you mentioned that because another part of my story is very much inspired by this way too long book i read called the power broker which is about robert moses who's featured not literally featured but tangentially on Mrs. Maisel where they're like protesting like the village being sort of raised by these Robert Moses projects which they effectively did 
And so, uh, yeah, there was de- there's like a tangential. There's like one, it's one degree away wow. from Mrs. From Maisel. Maisel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's almost a shared universe. Well, this has been a great time and it's marvelous. I'm so glad you were here. We got to talk <laughs> about pleasure. this. There's so many more questions I'd ask you, but we we have to move on with this Christian Swan podcast. Hey. <laughs> we have to move on with this Christian <laughs> podcast. Uh, so what is your relationship with religion of any sort? Um, I was uh, raised Catholic, oh, nice. or as I feel like a, I think it was like a one-person show or a t-shirt or maybe both when I was growing up, that we would, <laughs> it would be like, raised Catholic, can you tell? <laughs> or which I think was meant to imply like, you can tell. You, can you know what I mean? Tell. Like that's the that's um, the line I get about homeschooling. You've oh, interesting. That, right? when, um, when I tell someone, oh yeah, I was homeschooled until X year in, in high school, they say, well, that explains everything. Now I get it. Yeah. So there's what like a that? similar. Oh, that's so weird. Homeschool stuff. Well, I there's think a lot. Homeschoolers are like weirdos. Which yeah. Is true. Uh, well, I mean, I would say but they're like delightful. There's you know? a majority of them that may like the common social cues and and things of that nature. You're kind of like the Zoe Deschanel of our culture. You're just like a little quirky. I'm just a, a little, little left weird, of center. A little vintage. Zoe Deschanel is going to be shocked to find out she is not the Zoe Deschanel of our culture. <laughs> yeah, wait. Kevin's the manic pixie no, homeschool girl? <laughs> you could walk into any network. I like that there would be a t-shirt like, oh, you can tell on site. Yes, precisely. Catholic. Yes. Can you tell yeah. based on I guess my they abs? Look guilty. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was raised Catholic, mostly on my mom's side. Mm-hmm. We would go to church like fairly frequently. I was in like in Arizona, so it wasn't like steeped in a kind of like deep sort of like East Coast, you know, oh, yeah. Catholicism thing. But what part um, of Arizona? Phoenix. I was born in Phoenix. Oh, really? Yeah. No shit. On a summer day in June. Wow. Yeah. Oh, how about that? It was 121 degrees. Whoa. There's a little fact No for you. kidding. Too hot, as they may say. And that little girl made it 122 degrees. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Who is this character? <laughs> no, not that. No, I'm not saying like you as a baby. I came over like up to the temperature. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, Things are you talking about my mom? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying like there was a shift in, like, uh, a, in a positive way. Yeah. You you create a climate <laughs> I change. I probably am the antichrist now that I think about it. No, I'm putting it together. Too bad. When uh, uh, did you uh, I grow didn't up there? there? Very long. No, I lived in Michigan and Ohio, and then came oh, right here on. in like third grade. So oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I still what got a, the roots out what there. What a journey. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's a very intri- It's a very like specific place. I feel like it was very. Yeah. Uh, the thing I always say is like everything that I grew up with kind of grew up. Around, with me basically you know oh, what i mean it's yeah. very new everything yeah. was very new when i was growing up and in like the the suburbs of phoenix i guess as far as like white people architecture it's pretty fresh out there yes you know, right there precisely. Definitely people living there for a while but i remember my mom saying because she grew up there she was like yeah just no one lived here until they invented air conditioning truly because otherwise like why truly yeah my parents met at at asu and oh, i always yeah. say like oh they would not i would not exist air conditioned state university yeah Nice. <laughs> you should make that a t-shirt and so yeah mostly from my mom's side and i would i went to like ccd you know one night. it wasn't like sunday school where it was sort of like i think maybe there was a period where it was literally like during or after church you immediately on sunday you immediately then go to classes it was like mostly like i feel like it would be on like a monday night <sighs> which my main memories of going to church especially on like holidays would just be like being so antsy to play video games, like just to leave and play video games. <laughs> yeah. um, and also our, I think now that I'm remembering it, we had like growing up a just like totally normal 
priest who's nothing particularly remarkable remarkable about him you know old that was about it mm-hmm. and then we got like kind of a new i don't know if he was also he i guess would also be considered a priest but like he was called something specific where it's almost like he was like the lieutenant priest okay. you know what i mean and he came in <laughs> was also the bucky yes call back your own segment thank you you gotta love it um <laughs> to play it you again. gotta play it again loop it up and here we are but the, swamp okay no. <laughs> It just sounds like he said swamp. Was that Adam Sandler? Yeah, it was. Stop looking at me, swamp. Stop looking at me, swamp. But we got like a lieutenant priest. A little bit younger, but not much. Still older. And he had like a buzz cut and was very like... I remember we would always like driving home from church. We would always do impressions of him because he would be like, as we pray in with Jesus Christ, the Lord. Oh, Jesus. Like Stop he it. was really like that. Yeah, exactly. Like really like, like a televangelist. Digging into, yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Which was, which was not the norm at all at our, at our church. It was just sort of a very middle, you know, there was nothing super remarkable about, about the service in, in one way or another. And then he kind of came in and gave it a little bit like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wow. Like yeah, which was really he felt. I felt like he was ex-military because he had a buzz cut. I don't yeah, know. I don't know what his be, deal was. How funny. Um. So that really spiced things up. And then yeah. And then going to, um, Sunday school or CCD, which would be on like Monday nights. And in like the workbooks, I remember they would have like Bible stories, but they would be like. So then Jesus was in the desert, and then when he was out there, he was approached by, and they wouldn't say the devil or Satan. They would just say the tempter. Oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> sent a little thrill to Kevin. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the tempter was just was also depicted as again not he didn't have like horns and stuff. He was I think something much creepier, which was just a sort of like almost like beigeish shadow. Oh. Yeah, this you know reminds I mean? me of Mel Gibson's interpretation of just Satan like form? in, in uh, the Passion of the Christ. Mm. Like oh. beigey and kind of smooth. Yeah. Because that's the first yeah. thing I think I haven't when seen you the say, Passion, but yeah, it was very like, it was almost like if they were doing the, it would just be almost like somebody just watercolored in like some like brownish, grayish oh. inside of the outline of a human being. So it was really, it was creepier I think than just kind of an old fashioned like cartoon devil, yeah. I'll get you. <laughs> Truly Voldemort-esque. Yes. In a way, pers- yeah. yeah, for oh. sure. So that, I didn't, and yeah, with no features, no And that stuck anything. with you. Like, that's For sure. Yeah, the tempter. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. was was really scary. Did they ever say the devil in school? Or was no, it, they'd always call no. it the tempter? They always called it the tempter, which wow. was odd. How literary. I know. And then <laughs> I think that was, that was like, I didn't have a lot of very specific experiences literally at church or literally in um, CCD, except I do remember I had like, you know, I definitely was baptized. Mm-hmm. I definitely went to, I feel like there was a thing before, confe- there was a step before confession. Because these are the, gosh, I, I can't believe I can't remember what they're called. But it's like the steps of being Catholic. Sacraments? Oh, yeah, sacraments, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. sacraments. Mm-hmm. Um, where it would be like, uh, yeah, getting confirmed. You know, I didn't make it to getting confirmed. But I did confession. And I do remember sort of like spitballing with my mom I feel like what would be good sins to, you know what I mean like what should we do what do I rehearsal. yeah exactly like pitching like let's get a room going start getting stuff on the board Send what would lines. be some good sins to bring oh, to confession and I genuinely don't remember what they would have been I mean maybe like scaring my little brother or something oh. or like not doing homework you know like very sort of like yeah well I I, I, I wish I could remember what I ultimately confess that's kind of a common through line with a lot of our catholic guests is that confession time when it push came to shove it truly was an exercise in creativity and like 
Uh, what am I? Because a lot of, a lot of kids You're just didn't kid. feel. Yeah, what'd you do? Like you push someone? Oh, I got to confess the push. <laughs> <laughs> I strangled my brother. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't but, know. Video games? Did you feel convicted about video games not, at all? Not really. No, Mario Kart. Tempter yet? <laughs> I was oh, okay. convicted by Toad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not really. No. Who? But I did play as Toad. I did play as hey. Toad. That was my go. That definitely still is my go-to in Mario Kart. That's my go-to. But, um, yeah. Nice. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. I was homeschooled. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> I was born I in Phoenix. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> but by that logic, Caroline should also play Toad. Oh. So I think right. there's got to be a different toad. variable. You, you do kind play of toad? remind oh, me of Toad. Well, I like swagger yeah, and general and just helpfulness. Like, yeah, that's right. Fun and informative all cool. the time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. Can you have Do you remember having like any fear and or love for like God as a being? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I do remember a lot of sort of like bargaining. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of, yes. and I think even before I st- sort of started not being an observant Catholic or anything like that, like still while being a kid, kind of sort of being like, and if there is a God, like make, you know, not, I, I feel like I would be relatively realistic with the sort of asks where it would be like, if there was already a lightning storm happening, right. I might be like, if there's a God, then make it lightning. No. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, okay, okay, wait, okay, there it goes. Okay, we'll count that. Round that counted. Yeah. That was within yeah, well, the you don't grace want to period. Insult him, you know, yes. make him show up to a yeah, dance no, for you exactly. or something. He's busy. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I I remember like we would like say prayer like when my when I was of the age that my mom was still like reading to me before bedtime. Then we would like do prayers, and so we would kind of have our standard, you know, litany of relatives that we were sort of like praying for and then you do you got your Hail Mary you got your Our Father mm-hmm. both of which I think I still know um, but and then knew them so that then when I went to do confession and they sort of say like okay you got three Hail Marys and one Our Father or whatever and then I do think there was an element to that of going sort of like why am I go if if God is omnipresent and again, this was not like a big crack and sort of going like, wait a minute, this is all whatever. Right. <laughs> but it was like um, a smaller sort of questioning thing of being like, if God is omnipresent and knows everything I'm thinking and doing and whatever, then why am I also like in a weird way of sort of like, okay, wait, if the government ultimately is going to know that I didn't pay my taxes on this thing, why am I even reporting it in the first place? Why don't they just tell right. me what I owe? Right. It was right. sort of a thing of like, why am I going to this other guy and telling him like, I did this and I did that. And then he goes and tell you, do you know what and I mean? He goes between. Yeah. yeah like and then also the idea that like God is like all forgiving and all loving to then be like, but do you do have to go to the guy and you tell the guy, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have like a small quest to do. <laughs> yes, before you're, like, you're done yes. with it. The system was inefficient. Right. Mm-hmm. I do feel like also a quest there is something depending on what the quest was obviously would be a maybe a little bit and maybe there even are priests that do this i don't know but would be better than just sort of going like if they were like hey go paint a f- you know house for an old lady that can't yeah. paint her house anymore as opposed to just sort of like go Reciting say quickly recite these prayers that would I think be cool would be. Catholic Church, idea. if you're listening. If it became like yeah, acts idea? of service based rather yeah. than like kind of based on SIM coins or whatever. Mm, right. Like yes. Hail Mary's. <laughs> yes. yes. Racking them up. That's yeah. so funny. Um, but so there was that. That was like the big. And then I feel like there was there. I, I'm trying to remember if there was another sacrament that I was doing that was sort of a like, you know, maybe you have a big kind of like party at your house for. I don't think so. Mm. I think that was I think confession was as far as I 
first confession was got as far to. as I mm-hmm. got. Yeah. And then, so my, but one of my um, big kind of like bargaining things, this is slightly sadder, was my mom when I was growing up was very, from the time that I was like in kindergarten, I want to say she got cancer, which is a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she went into remission when I was like somewhere in the elementary school range. And then when I was in middle school, it came back, mm-hmm. which was a bummer. Um, and so within that period of time, I feel like there would be a lot of sort of like, hey, God, you got to make my mom not be sick or, th- or that or kind of like bargaining or you know, that that kind of stuff, I yeah. think, was, was, was definitely present. Um, and I don't think I necessarily had just a feeling of like, why would God, you know what I mean? Like I didn't necessarily have that feeling, but I think there was a lot of kind of bargaining involved within that, if that makes any sense. That's interesting. Yeah. This, the, the like responsibility was never on God at the end of the day was more on you to like, you know, I'll be, I'll, I'll do this God. Like if you maybe help out or whatever, I know you didn't give her this illness or whatever but i right but maybe i can like mitigate it a little bit yeah exactly so then. she so the like i said the, the the catholicism was definitely coming more from her i don't think my dad's family was super observant um i think they're just sort of sort of like mainline christian but maybe like christmas and eastery i don't think he, he really grew up super religious in any one particular way um so then when she died she died ultimately when i was in middle school Mm. she we like i think we maybe still went to church on like christmas at that point but it definitely like fell off of the like the calendar yeah um which i was effectively like i wasn't cool about my mom dying but i was cool like just sort of like seems good you know that's fine yeah and i think um and i've only found this out later but basically my mom had wanted me to go to there's a catholic school in catholic high school in um phoenix called brophy boys uh, boys catholic school and their the female equivalent is called xavier my aunt actually had a dog named brophy that she named that because she found it on or it was found brophy. by one of her co-workers on the brophy campus it was oh, like a great black okay. lab good good dog name i feel like brophy. yeah i like brophy um, <laughs> yeah and xavier. so absolutely wait is that x-a-v-i-e-r like like xavier. the professor yeah exactly <gasps> Dang. Okay, cue the music. Wow, we're back. okay, we're back. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, so when Professor X came to right. your <laughs> um, So uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so she had wanted me to go to Brophy. Like that was like something that I think was a little bit a subject of discussion between my parents. Is he going to go to Brophy? Is he going to go to like our local public high school? And then when she died, it was basically like, uh, you you know, it wasn't like I I don't think it was ever a thing that they were like super at uh at each other's throats about, but I think it was definitely like okay, so the Brophy thing's not happening, which I was excited about because I really liked the a like all of my friends went to or not actually that's not true. A lot of my friends went to this other high school, but mm-hmm. my like best friend at the time was going to the high school that I was going to go to geographically, and they had a bitchin theater program so i was like really wanted to get into that so i was happy about not going to brophy and then we even ended up having one of my close friends in high school um his best friend from growing up went to brophy and then effectively he would just come to our school every day after school and they were not close to each other at all but he would just come and hang out i think because 
the theater program was less bitching yeah. at Brophy, or maybe, Sorry, maybe it's Brophy, better now. I don't know. And I will, and that was just the lay of the land in the years 1999 that through 2003. I'm not making any value judgments on it sure. right now. It could be thriving now. Shockwaves through the Phoenix I heard their all-male rendition of Annie scene. was incredible <laughs> and very uh, just Well, no, alarming. what I will say, though, is I do think they would have co-ed. I think Brophy and Xavier, I think they would, like, oh, would mingle, which, together? what a frisson of... <laughs> Well, yeah. Brophy was guys, Xavier was dolls. You put them oh, together. <laughs> Ooh, high school you theater. Diverged from the road. Diverged from the road from to time. yes, exactly. Yeah. And I never got confirmed. And then the biggest sort of neck, which I always, I like. Part of me was like, I should have made it to that one. That's <laughs> the one yeah. where your relatives give you a lot of envelopes full of money. Yeah. Um, and so never made it to that. Cravenly, I remember thinking that at certain times, like, oh man, I should have hit that, that milestone. Um, but <laughs> like if you get money traditionally on that day, oh, uh, when you're confirmed, yeah, you do or don't. I didn't know that. I think you do. You hear a lot That's about great. like confirmation gifts. I feel. Oh, like. okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I might also be wrong. Oh about shit, that. I'm gonna be Catholic. That's a misapprehension that I. No, no, no. I think you're right. You I think you are right about that. cash in Christianity for like getting baptized or anything. No. Uh, no. Getting saved? Grandpa sends you <laughs> like a hundred dollar bill. cash for that? No. <laughs> great. But I do think there's a little bit even within the sort of tradition of like you getting maybe like confirmed and you have a confirmation party and maybe you get some money or a savings bond or whatever. Yeah. I do think there's also a strong tradition of like, ooh, grandma's got a little something for me. Oh, wait, it's a medal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's a commemorative medal yeah. that's like you got confirmed. Um, but I did have, and I feel like this is why I feel like I'm missing a sacrament is because I remember there was one that I got. Maybe it was just communion? my first confession. Communion. Ah, that was it. There you go. So I was, I, I was communed. You had the communion. Yes, I had first communion. Well, big food. And yeah, there you go. So yes, exactly. How one. do we forget that one? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, where you go and you have the host and a body of Christ snack. and the whole deal. Uh-huh. Um, that was your first foodie moment. Yes, precisely. <laughs> so the reason I remembered that I had first communion was because, so like I said, most of the Catholicism was on my mom's side. And somebody, maybe my mom, had made a thing with my first communion picture and my grandpa's first communion picture. And he was in a, I would love to find this now, actually, because I think there's a chance he was in Idaho. Actually, no, I think that was my grandma. So never mind. But some German immigrant community, Catholic church, uh, I'm not sure exactly where, somewhere probably more like in the Midwest, Mm -hmm. maybe. And so she put like the pictures like side by side mm-hmm. of him at his first communion, me at my first communion. And then he had gotten one of those like medals that I was just describing with a, um, uh, what do you call it? When there's like a medal and then there's a little f- piece of fabric on it. Why can't I think a of a ribbon strike? A ribbon. Yeah. A ri- I'm thinking of a ribbon. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, no. Deep pull a ribbon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, with a, um, that w- just in German, basically saying like, congratulations on your first communion, oh, whatever, this date, you know, you know, Robert, whatever, you know. Yeah. So that was pretty huh. cool. Yeah. I thought, I, cool I, I, even at the time, I thought exactly that was neat. the same at 13 or whatever. Oh, man. We didn't. Oh. <laughs> we didn't. I don't think. Um, not that there would have been anything wrong with oh my that. Oh, God. Um, but please, Grandpa. Hey, listen. I, I think that's also funny <laughs> that, um, for sure. that you got that uh, side-by-side photo and your brother was just like 
not in the frame at all? Did he not get communion? Or what whatever? do you mean? Because they put you in side by side with your grandpa, right? Like, oh, yes. look at our family communion photo. And then your oh, brother just missed gotcha, out on gotcha. the gotcha. Yeah, no. Completely. They were like, look, first child communion. Yeah, I guess, right? That's a really good point, oh, actually. No. He's in a smaller frame, like look, next year. Look, yeah, it's, it's an like, accessory frame. It's so. like my wife's grandma says to my wife, who is the oldest, uh-huh. she says, I'm not saying I have a favorite grandchild. Let's just say I've known one of you the longest. <laughs> oh, damn. I know. I wish Ice my grandma cold. would have said that. That um, I feel like she would have. I was the youngest. <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> so while I was having that sort of like main Catholic track, I also had my aunt, uh, who uh, my my mom's sister, who wa- is also Catholic, but was kind of a cool like she would come sometimes and like take me to like there's this acoustic mass at this one church across town and Ooh. yeah totally so we like went to a like nighttime weeknight acoustic Jazz mass. mass and she is she was and still is very liberal and so she like knew all these priests that were like cool liberal priests and and like one of i believe like her closest friends in phoenix was a priest who was also openly gay and i think then had maybe he like was no longer in the church you know or was no longer practicing or, or as a priest or whatever and kind of introduced me to this a little bit to this kind of cool undercurrent of like you know, observant Catholics in Phoenix who were also like very liberal and cool and and sort of she was doing that at the same time. It still was not enough for me to be like, yes, I want to be observantly right. Catholic. But I do think a lot of times when I think about this is making me weirdly emotional when I think about people practicing what I think of as being like Christ-like values, like charity and 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 doing stuff for people. I mean, she goes and like reads to, you know, she does a lot of mm. amazing stuff. I, it feel, feels weird to even kind of enumerate it, but because um, I don't think that's why she is doing it. But like when I think of people sort of li- living those values, basically, yeah. to put it uh, in a way, I think of her definitely. You know what I mean? Like I think of somebody basically going like, I am super uh, a super observant christian and what that means to me is is doing actual good stuff for people out in the world um and so again that was not i didn't get hooked on the catholic part of it but she definitely to me when i think of like there's i I, i've read a decent or, or seen a decent amount of stuff in the past year or two being like what about the Christian left? Where is that? When's that? You know, where that's coming up kind of thing. I think of her. I think of her as like defining yeah, the, like the Christian the left mm-hmm. uh, in, in my mind. Yeah. Um, so she was kind of doing that. But then simultaneously, I was also like, I remember this is where my, my world sort of collided. Uh, sneaking, not sneaking out because it was a half day, but I, it was a half day Friday in high school and we wanted to go to ASU to see like some of our friends in theater who had graduated were now in the like ASU comedy like sketch and improv oh, wow. like Friday afternoon comedy show that they had in their like big you know basically like the, the dining hall effectively and so a bunch of my friends were going to go because also somebody finally had a car and so we went and I remembered sort of like we're walking down the quad and we're feeling like we're in high school, but we're at college. We know people at college who are in a big show and it's pretty fucking cool. I'm drinking a Dr. Pepper. Whoa, whoa. And yeah, I know, right? Uh, yeah, fucking yeah. Um, hang with me if you can. And um, feeling really cool. And then seeing like way down the quad, seeing a group of people with a giant like wooden cross 
And that is when I remembered, oh shit, my aunt invited me to do Stations of the Cross with her this Friday because they literally would like climb. It's called A Mountain where it's it's so named because it's a mountain that has a big A on it for mm-hmm. ASU. And they would like, you know, change off who was carrying the cross. And it's a way that you, I think it's literally on Good Friday. Again, wow. I could be wrong about that. Uh, active Catholics get get in my mentions confirmed um, <laughs> unlike me confirmed, yeah, unlike you. <laughs> um, confirmed and so i remembered her asking me if i could do that and being like nope i got school mm-hmm. oh, or something no. you know i just bas- i didn't even know if i made an excuse but i just basically said like no i'm good and so then just the idea of her then see- literally seeing me there <laughs> and having me be like i went to this like comedy show instead oh my um, gosh not that she would have really objected to that because she is the defined and I think is where some of the sort of raised Catholic can you tell things come in. Mm-hmm. She is uh, the sweetest person alive, um, but very much someone, and I have a, a lot of this myself, someone who her first impulse would just to be like, oh, and no, it's fine. It's, oh, don't even. No, it's cool. And you have fun. Yeah. And that's good. And that's fun. And, and no, no, no. It's, we'll just be over here carrying a cross up a mountain. And you enjoy your... <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, yeah, comedy. Uh, right. Just you said? Not even like judging sort of the content <laughs> of like going to see comedy, because that's not, that's not where she's at, but just sort of being like... Oh no, and have and great, and no, it's fine. You know that yeah, that yeah. deep that, that makes sort of like worse. pull. Oh yeah, <laughs> the real when they describe Catholic guilt and it sort of being a thing that is not related to whether or not yeah. you still are religious. It uh-huh. just sort of is this undertow that's always um, uh, pulling right. at you. Right. Um, so so yeah. So that was. So I think we ultimately did evade. Uh, detection. The cross. That afternoon. We Luggers. have um, You've heard people run to the cross, meet the people that hid from it, <laughs> fully evaded it, escaped from it. My book's coming out it. this fall. It's evading yes. the cross. <laughs> it was just you. Uh, the cross like, fights yeah. back. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so it, and then I think all it all kind of culminated or failed to culminate when I was in like, it, so again, in high school and I had had like, an awesome freshman year when I was in a ton of plays and now it's like the summertime and you know, I'm just like out there with all of my older friends and feeling really cool and, and had some morning where I'd like stayed up all night, like reading. And this is going to this is like exactly as douchey as it sounds. Um, listening to Weezer's The Blue Album that I had burned off of Napster and reading <laughs> Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand um, like, oh. as recommended by the cool older girl who would ultimately become my girlfriend, Tommy my like, high school girlfriend. Um, <laughs> what's wasn't that? Tommy, Tommy Laren. Laren. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she did have a gun in her bikini. Was that? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, and, and like, I remember like having stayed up all night as you do in high school sometimes just for no reason just because you're like i just can do this man Mm -hmm. i got a tv in my room you can't tell me anything (laughs) i drank a dr pepper two weeks ago um i stayed up all night i remember looking out of my family's like kitchen window and kind of being like man what if there is no god and then and then and then being like i'm just gonna like experiment with that for a second okay okay there's no god and looking out and seeing like a bird you know playing with a flower or something and being like literally having the thought of like it's still beautiful even if there's no god in fact i venture to say it's even more beautiful because it just is it just happened it just occurred you know what i mean like really have going fully through it and then my dad like getting up probably for work and me just like hanging out he's like hey how's it going and i was like i wasn't like i'm an atheist now but i think i was more like "Uh, dad i think i'm an atheist 
And I remember him being like, he was just kind of like, huh. Like just super like un, un, unimpressed. Just being like, huh, I could see, um, huh, atheist, huh? Yeah, I could, I could see being an agnostic, but atheism, I never really got, never really got that. Oh. And then just like went to work. Oh. Where, which was re- at the time I was like, well, he's not committed. He's not You know, he's not fully, exactly. What a mature reaction though. Thinking. That wasn't like reactionary or emotional <laughs> yes, from no, him. Yeah, it was just like, huh. Just right. to, which yeah. really did take the wind out of like one of my sails. There yeah. was still like six yeah, sails. Yeah, you really thought you were like being a revolutionary. Like, but there was no like, there wasn't a whole lot of like pushback, yeah. I feel like in general, which is ultimately much more deflating. Um, and then, yeah, that was kind of it, or that was sort of the last time I thought about it. And I had a very embarrassing, like objectivist phase sort of at that point where I was like, maybe I'm like a libertarian and maybe George W. Bush is actually good, man. Cause all of my friends didn't (laughs) think so. That's like so much better than where we were at. Oh really? Yeah. Don't be embarrassed. I mean, not by much. I I went to like Republican camp three times probably. (laughs) So (laughs) you're good. (laughs) Yeah. I think for me, it was like more of an intellectual exercise, but it was still like, and I look back at it now, I'm just like, like <laughs> volubly embarrassed and 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 revolted. But, that the, but that's a nice feeling, though, to feel to feel the evolution. Though. Sure, yes, yeah, yes, yes. I rather than so be right. like, I've had it figured out from day one. I think so. No, yeah. totally. Yeah, no, I do. I, 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 in my, I guess, more mindful moments, I can, I can feel that too. <laughs> but um, so that was kind of it. And then I went away to school in New York. And then I think as soon as I got to New York and was like, wait, subways are great. I was like, okay, libertarianism's out. <laughs> that's fucking out. Um, uh, I had like a friend who was interning for Michael Moore. I was like, cool. I get it. Great. So I'm done. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of, uh, posery neoconservative neocon (laughs) phase over. Uh, great. That's out. And then man, aren't you so glad you weren't like on Reddit at that time in life? Truly. You you would have maybe been truly. (laughs) No, for real. You're already leaning in. No, I mean, also, but also like truly like I was, you know, like, a lot of the stuff that I was reading was it wasn't like it was just at the time it was sort of like people being like early like bloggers and being like you know but it's interesting actually whatever and what libertarian-y stuff yes. and it felt very it, it felt like Reason Magazine um, and stuff like that which is actually very like libertarian and so there was mostly stuff where I was like I'm not on either side you know what I mean like mm-hmm. but it was definitely very um, I think about like if that content had just been like almost like on YouTube or something where it's like, okay, you like that? What about this? Okay, you like that? What about... And then before you know it, you're like down the rabbit hole. I could have totally... You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's Been I'm not special by an algorithm. Yeah, I'm totally yeah. 100%. Like I'm, uh-huh. I'm not I'm not I'm not special. Um, so I do think that I, I, I think about that now, like all the time yeah, where it is just sort of like yeah or it's just like i you know um so the gratefulness to have been growing up the time that we <laughs> yeah. were where it was like yeah we probably dodged a lot 100%. of a hundred percent oh a hundred percent um so that definitely like uh the atheism just kind of a little bit went along with that but but sort of just went kind of unremarked upon or unrevised i mm-hmm. guess i would say it's only in the past like three to five years that I've kind of gone like, do I still really feel that way? How do I really think? And I have, I think now at this point found myself more in the kind of somewhat, I guess, kind of like 
hippy dippy LA kind of like there's like a force, energy man energy yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> uh, or, or like agnostic or um, you know just just kind of basically like that and then also like I think kind of a little bit vaguely shopping around for like if I were to be religious again where would mm-hmm. that fall how do you think your relationship has affected that you recently um, got married yes we did yeah totally um uh Haley is not super has never been super religious i mean her family i think like went to church growing up she has a story about seeing talk about acoustic mass a band at her church called disciples in denim i know right and i i so disciples i will i'm just gonna there's more to it, but I will just leave that there as a teaser because you oh, have to yeah. have her on because I don't sure. want to fully cannibalize. Yes. So she, neither of us going into the relationship were super religious, but I do think like just getting older and basically like a couple things like, so uh, have like my therapist retired at the end of last year. And oh, man. I know. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't recommend it. Yeah. If you can help it, have tough. get get in, a ther- therapist. Trap your therapist yes, exactly. for life. Get him young. I think is what yeah we're for uh, for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. A fresh one. Yeah, go to 20, basically like go like recruit. You know, like go to like a weird just sort of like pay for their training. Like the preteen therapist. <laughs> Hear me out. I never retire. <laughs> okay, but again, talk about shows we could just walk into the networks. Listen, Doogie Howser, but he's a therapist. <laughs> Frasier Babies. Although I think that maybe that's that sex therapist show with Jillian Anderson on Netflix. Oh, no. I haven't seen it. That's right. Um, but. <laughs> Um, it's, therapy it's and gypsy. getting a boner. Yes, <laughs> gosh. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, oh yeah. So anyway, so oh, sorry. The therapist uh, story. My you, bad. Yeah. Um, he was saying like, because I was basically like trying to towards the end of our. I was just sort of being like, what? What's anything you got that you need to like? I almost wanted to be like, if you want to be in your own Tuesdays with yeah. Maury, if you want to be Maury Ooh, right now, like hit me. You know what I mean? Like really, what are the what's the like main stuff? And effectively, and one of the things that he said, he was one of the things that he said that I liked that is not super related to this was he was like, he was like basically the baseline like best attitude to have is sort of like. Uh, cautious optimism like if you can be optimistic that's generally we feel like i guess in the profession like the the kind of mentally the healthiest thing to Mm. be which is obviously very hard sometimes um and then another thing that he said is he was like people who have some sort of faith basically like something in their lives that is a kind of like I guess a relationship to something greater than yourself or just some sort of like kind of, I guess basically like belief structure, maybe literally about, you know, a deity or, or, or it just some sort of belief system, some sort of faith in something bigger than like the linear world tend to be more resilient, happier, et cetera. So he was kind of being like, that might be a thing. Mm. And I was, he was sort of saying like, I'm not, he was, he was going like, I'm not saying you have to run right out and, be any one religion or convert or whatever but he was like that's just like something to think about and so that did what definitely make me go one. i know i know Can totally I go try out a, a faith or something. right yeah oh. which was interesting yeah. and so i um uh, that definitely made me go like oh am i and i think i've even i can't remember what they are but i think i've even since like taken some notes in terms of reading stuff and somebody will describe like i was raised you know this is you know some sect of christianity and looking into it and kind of writing a little like you know sending myself an email being like look into this religion <laughs> you know whatever so i'm a little bit more like i think i'm 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 like 
maybe in a phase of like a little bit window shopping for like, is that something I would? You know what? You left the ice cream parlor. Now you're back in it and you're trying all the flavors yes. one by right, one, right, right. seeing what exactly. you like. And, and I'm waiting a- in be- line behind you. <laughs> you're like, this guy's <laughs> taking forever. It says two sample yes, women. Per, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, I get yeah, that. that's so interesting. I, I, yeah, I wonder how that would feel. I'm probably headed in that direction in some that? way. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's interesting to think like, oh yeah, to feel so, total like distance from it yeah. and then come to religion on your own terms and be like, which ones would uh, kind of fit? Totally. And, and then I, I think... pick up a little bit and, and almost just for my own happiness Yeah. instead right. of anything else and for like the greater right. happiness of everyone if I'm like living for something a little bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you just think about like having kids and you sort of go obviously questions of like, well, my friend at school believes this. What do we believe? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think will naturally come up and you kind of, you feel like you want to have an answer. I don't know if that means like it has to be yeah. that we do believe in something specific, but, and then also too, I think, and this was also spun out of going to therapy was like, I meditate and and, and have for many years and, and that's been great. And so a lot uh, meditation is obviously connected to lots of different traditions, but obviously, you know, like picking up on little sort of Buddhism tidbits here and there and kind of being like, oh, some of that really, I, I think, is is obviously super different than than a lot of the Western traditions and, and Christian traditions that, that we were all, the three of us were raised with in various mm-hmm. forms and sort of going like, oh, that is really interesting to me. And so that's something that's kind of floating around there. And so I don't know, it's, 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 uh, and then also too, I read this book, this is the, this is the last thing I promise, that was oh, basically... Okay. Um, it was called because I heard the dude on WTF. Oh, I heard Hank Azaria on WTF, and then I think Marin ultimately was like uh, Hank Azaria kept talking about his therapist and doing an impression of his therapist, and then Marin eventually had Hank Azaria's therapist on because oh. the therapist had written a book. I think his name is Phil Stutz. I want to say, uh-huh. and or maybe that's the guy that he wrote the book with. And anyway, it's called The Tools. And it's a really cool book because basically it's just he's like, I'll have these patients come to me. They're in a state of distress and they want something they can do like now. Like, I don't want to sit here for week after week and, uh, you know, or maybe I do, but like I'm really in pain right now and I need like something I can do. So it's just basically a couple of exercises or little literally like tools and things that you can pick up and kind of little mental exercises that you can sort of do when you encounter certain situations. And so I read that book after hearing him on the podcast, really liked it. And in one of the things or in a couple of the things, he basically is like, look for this to, this to kind of actually work. And I, it genuinely does work better. If you do it this way, you kind of have to be sort of like effectively like, and there's like a gratitude one where it's basically like you are not just saying like, oh, I'm grateful for my great relationship. You're going like, I am grateful to a like force in the universe that he, he, as he puts it, he's basically like, you don't have to be thinking of like any one God or anything like that, but basically just go with me here. What if you just thought like, I think there's basically a force in the universe that is kind of like effectively just like rooting for us or kind of like wants us to do well and be happy and stuff and that's kind of he's like if that's all as far as you want to go great and i think he calls it the source um yeah. and, and there's a family for it if you watch a documentary on netflix and, uh, yes and then i just shoved a bunch of sprouts <laughs> in my mouth oh man the source family documentary is so good that's a whole other Woo, fucking yep. thing oh my god um but yeah so that i definitely like um I, that helped me kind of I found that helpful and that kind of helped me buy into like, maybe I do think there's like 
something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's fair. Well, I'm thinking too about like your aunt and what she represented to you and your mom and you, your family and all those kind of things. Like every once in a while, there's like, wow, even if you have to call it like the force or whatever, there's something that's like. You said the source, not the force. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say the force. Oh, no. Like uh, we've gone to another universe. Idiot. Another Disney property. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Caroline's on. Right here. No, right. Okay, the yeah, Disney okay. payroll. Big time. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just thinking like, oh, there's something pushing against the general like entropy of the world or our lives is always like. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty fast. <laughs> I have to say. Well, this one always I'm makes trying. me think of God. I'm trying. <laughs> And cursing. Kevin must have Kevin him. must have YouTube red because yeah. we are not having to sit through a lot of uh, commercials. No, here. no ads. Yeah, anywho, that's, that's great. Yeah, I feel like that's so helpful and just a good thing if you're able to think that way. And so is that, that you kind of feel inside. like you're in a similar? I'd place like right to. Now? I think right. that's like a good idea. I. What do you think is holding you back from going into that phase? I don't know. I'm. I think I'm just so in the middle. I'm like in the eye of the storm in some ways. Really? Yeah. And so I'm like keeping my options open. Is this you telling me you're quitting the show? <laughs> but you know, my faith but, is the show. And well, the show is my but, faith. But, no. but you might feel some modicum of responsibility of like, oh yeah, I should just go to like Christian churches if I'm gonna. Yeah, you that know. has that has crossed my mind. But I know that's like a dumb reason to yeah. like keep going to a church. Just yeah, because that, I'm a host of this podcast. Don't even worry about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I think it's comforting in some ways and I feel like it's such a nice uh, different prism to look through maybe some of the same things I was raised with and and maybe toss aside the darker stuff and then to remember like okay yeah we're all kind of agreeing on this kind of thing so how do I like play that part up of of God for me and absorb that Mm -hmm. totally yeah Yeah, absolutely I I think um, it is kind of realizing that for me anyway that you can kind of like come back to like whatever part of it you want to on your own terms seeing just like i mean honestly just seeing like cool you know very sort of like left people like on twitter and stuff being like vote also like for a a weird period of time i feel like every cool kind of lefty person on twitter that i was following would often be like well i mean if you've read the fucking letter to the apostle or you know like really (laughs) bust out like deep like thomas aquinas fucking and where i was just like oh fuck like i never got to like that part of sort of like cool scholarly christianity you know like the mystic yeah yeah like it was really oh also yeah i think we had also had a college class where we had to read the gnostic gospels that was cool. cool um where it's a lot of like teenage Jesus and then he like touches a guy and the guy dies and then another guy tells like Jesus <laughs> is like a Obi-Wan tree. Kenobi like teach him to bless and not oh to curse. I remember that Whoa. being a thing. Yeah, Jesus totally. Real bright burn that. stuff. Ooh, I never yeah. read those. I hadn't either until college because I think they were basically like, these are not accepted by yeah. the main canon these of... Yeah, exactly. These are the these deleted it, scenes. They were deleted for a <laughs> yes, reason. <right. laughs> the mixing is bad. The editing The tempter off. shot first. <laughs> Wow. Didn't fit with the story. No. The universe, if you will. <laughs> hey. Um, well, yeah. Thanks for sharing your story, DC. My pleasure. That was yeah, so fascinating. That was very fascinating. You had such a good handle on your timeline, too. I mean, I obviously didn't because I forgot I got communion for oh, yeah. <laughs> half an hour. But, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> and I forgot what communion was straight up <laughs> and called. ribbons. Yeah. B- before we go to break, I-, I should say that there is a whole message board topic dedicated to how much money to give for commu- confirmation. So it is a, a tried okay, and true good, good, good. Yeah. Whew. 
We weren't just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> like so uh, c- confirm us on patreon.com. <laughs> confirmation <laughs> gift <laughs> levels. <laughs> right. Confirmation. Uh, let's take a break and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, imagine a world, if you will, where you have an extra hour in your day. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to go for a run? Are you going to take a nap? Are you going to read a book? Are you, hey, you know, listeners of this show, are you going to pray? Are you going to perhaps read not only a book, but maybe the good book? Well, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what it is that's important to you and to make that a priority. And guess what can help you do that? Therapy. Therapy can help you find what matters to you. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And I can attest to this personally. I've been in therapy for 11 years now and it has helped me tremendously to figure out my priorities, to figure out where my time is going and why, and how to focus on the things I need to focus on and shy away from the things that I actually don't care about, but I just kind of get in autopilot and I'm not feeling and dealing and tuning into my body in real time. Therapy helps with all of that. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GoodChristianFun today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GoodChristianFun. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. <laughs> Star Wars is my religion. Oh my gosh. Uh, there's a lot of Buddhist stuff in Star Wars, so that's, uh, that's valid. Uh, it's time. I'm sure there's like a Bible as told by Yoda or something. I'm like sure that. Star Wars. In the market, right? It must exist as a religion. That somewhere. is one. Oh, for sure. That is one. I'm actually genuinely surprised that it's not already Codified. more of a. Right? I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that are like, I believe in the force. That's mm-hmm. my religion. Yeah, but, right? Yeah. Maybe the did, whole like, midichlorians thing kind of put <laughs> that, that was a, big a little bit yeah. put put a damper on it because it was sort of like, well, we know those aren't real. So Yeah, that really puts a that bust it. I don't know, but L. Ron Hubbard made it work. So There you go. And he's a genius. <laughs> and look I, at I him. mean, yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I will way, indisputably way, yes. yes. Uh, he's a real, true, that's a thing religious genius that is a that's a, a thing that's Isn't like it, a true personality like a defined personality type that i'm like not charismatic or smart enough to start a cult like i don't think anyone they're me. so i mean when people uh, when you see like cult documentaries and stuff yeah it's i mean it really when you watch those people where it is sort of like 
watching somebody always be able to know exactly what the other like person what, what their insecurities yeah. are i guess that's not charisma so much as like being demented and manipulative so right that's not but so channeling like the me. charisma into the dimension yes, right yeah, to the yeah i think there are cho- we all make as as some as as my my lawyer, I think, said once. Whoa. Okay, a, you have a lawyer. A we all make choices, oh, bro. We get it. You have help. Sign the dotted line. You know my line. team. My team. UTA. Yes. Um, APA. MLA. <laughs> Wait, what did your lawyer say? I missed it. We all make choices, bro. It really was. We all make choices. Wow. We all make choices, bro. Can I tell you uh, one quick Star Wars thing that I found interesting? My very conservative, very Christian friend, uh, who didn't vote for Trump, but just like it, it was a conservative Gerbert. form of Christianity. It's not Gerbert. <laughs> I have other friends that aren't puppets. <laughs> uh, when when uh, when he saw Last Jedi, when I saw Last Jedi, he hated Last Jedi because Last Jedi does kind of like. I think of Yoda just blowing up all the old texts and stuff. Oh yeah, and page turners they were not, and all that stuff, and it like really does negate the kind of religiosity of law of the force Jedi mm, stuff I feel like it's just pain, in yeah. a way that might threaten mm. people with certain doctrine that is like the house of cards theology stuff where it's like, if this means this and this means this, right. it's gotta be infallible. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but isn't that he screamed at me, cool, but isn't that cool though? That's what I I'm saying. Like. Right, right, right. So he disliked the movie. Cause he was see. like, well, you because know, it was like inciting a, a like tone about religion. About, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like how Laura doing talk to Oscar Isaac. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that wasn't what he said. Shouts out. Uh, now it's time. <laughs> he definitely doesn't listen. Uh, now it's time for the game that we're going to call A Hunt for the Horniest Christian Song of yeah. All Time. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. All right. The whale. So we had a lot of nominees hey from. A, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that was. <laughs> I genuinely was like, it was only in the right channel of my head. Oh, no. Like, oh Who is that? Sir, <laughs> is it God? Oh. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a little horny angel just Is that how you wake up every ear. day this summer? <laughs> no. Happy horny summer 2019, DC. <laughs> <Thank> you. Uh, <laughs> And also with you. And also with you, as we as is the common greeting. Indeed, we asked for nominees from our listeners, and they did send in little voice memos uh, with certain nominees for the horniest Christian song of all time. Voice memos. Uh, Now we have some finalists, but I did want to just give shouts out to all the nice people that did send in nominees, and for DC, for you who may not have experienced a lot of Christian pop culture. Uh, which is much more uh, an uh, affectation of Protestantism than Catholicism. Uh, this would be like a little. I mean, there is Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting Boondock is, Saints. is Catholic <laughs> pop culture. Yeah, good, good, Goodwill Hunting is like is sort of like culturally Catholic, That's and Boondock Saints proof. is explicitly Catholic. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So we have a little sampler platter of Christian. <laughs> music uh in the form of these are some of the nominees from some of our listeners and then after we listen to this little platter we'll get to our actual <laughs> final final nominees. fantastic Great. so here we go hey guys for horniest christian song i'm gonna nominate jezebel by john rubin this track is basically the youth group young christian man's guide to horny summer <laughs> this is the full process you got from 
plus the first sight to the second guessing to the eventual spiritual rationalization for Ghost and her and moving on to someone more chaste or faithful to yoke yourself with. Anyway, enjoy. First glance, instant attraction. She acted as if my interest was a common reaction. Took satisfaction in knowing she was beautiful. She twisted up the blessing and she used it as a tool of manipulation. Yet I was blind or aimed. Real uh, Portis head. Oh, yeah. Hey, Kevin and Caroline. My nominee for a horniest Christian song is Flower Tattoo by Christian ska band The W's. Looking back, it's not that horny. But I gave the album as a gift to a friend when I was much younger. This is so and his mom got very upset when she heard him playing it um, on his boombox. No! <laughs> Turn that off, honey. No. no. <laughs> what is this? Hey, Kevin. Hey, Caroline. I would like to nominate Dismissed by Zoe Girl because of the lyrics and how sexy the song sounds. Sounds very much like a Britney Spears song. Dismissed. And growing up as a little kid listening to the song, I always thought that they were singing about Satan himself. Like Zoe Girl was singing, Hey Satan, you've been dismissed. So I think it is one of the most sensual songs mm. <laughs> that is supposed to be promoting purity. Thanks guys, love the podcast. Bye. The horniest Christian song of all time is captured by Toby Mac. The power imbalance is so potent, and the speaker seems really into this whole imprisonment scenario. Kind of kinky. Also, it contains the lyric, quote, All I want to do is get into you and is in a minor key, which, as we all know, means it's inherently very sexy. <laughs> Mac is a sub. Hi, Kevin and Caroline. Um, I saw your Insta story this morning and I immediately knew which song I was being led to share with you. Um, I was a ridiculously sheltered teenager. I fully embraced purity culture and even at the height of that, I couldn't deny the horniness of these lyrics. It's a song from Skillet's album, Alien Youth, called Thirst is Taking Over. If the title alone isn't enough, I'll read the second verse for you. It goes, hold me down, hold me down, drip it on my tongue and my convulsions stop. Thirst for love thirst for your love i could swallow your beauty hole <laughs> now the rest of this song is just as vivid so that had to be my submission for the horniest submission. christian song nice i've job. ever heard in my life but on a more personal level like i said i grew up very christian very sheltered purity culture i was in love with the idea of waiting for my future husband i would write him letters and keep them in a box under my bed the whole thing so personally, the song that made me the horniest was by Joy Williams. It's called I'm In Love With You. It just talks about her life as a newlywed, you know, waking up to her husband in the morning and, 
you know, like getting ready together in the morning, doing dishes at night. It was just so sweet. My little hopeless romantic heart just was very horny for that song. So I had to submit that as well. <laughs> um, anyway, you both are so great. Thank you so much for this show and have a very horny summer. Bye. This is great. Horny summer. All right. So... Those Ooh, are some wow. of the Kevin. Yeah, yeah totally. Some of the that was just in the last I will say, uh, we put out a call for nominees and I said, send them to ChristianFunPod at gmail.com, oh, which no. is not our email. Oh, <laughs> no. oh no. Oh sorry everybody. But thankfully I did register it. Oh uh, few, and forgot about it. Oh, you so did? then I just forwarded <laughs> them <Right>. off. <laughs> yeah. It's oh good gosh. Christian fun at gmail.com. But then we use Christian Fun <laughs> Pod on, on social media. Yeah, those are some of the nominees. There was a man who was gonna send fun the funnest Christians in the world into it, like some sort of apocalypse pod yeah. and he was like why am I getting all these horny songs the project's off delete, delete yes I did see some personal correspondence he had and it was uh, very it was shocking angry yes, oh those so. were great nominations weren't those fantastic Truly, yeah. a lot of like you know came from the left field but you know what? We got we got a couple more songs to listen to. And then we make the judgments. Oh, we fantastic. decide okay. what actually is horniest Christian song of all time. Okay. The first uh, nominee is this nominee comes from a listener. Her name is Shanice. Shanice sent in the song The Lady, Her Lover, and Lord. Ooh. Okay. Who can find a virtuous woman? <laughs> she found her son. She found her love for life. Then the two of them joined together in the love. <laughs> this has to be a parody. No. This is by Shirley Murdoch and T.D. Jakes. Oh, that's, wow. That's him doing oh the spoken gosh. word stuff. It's based on a book of his by the same name. Ah. His answer was us. <laughs> and a new start. He glued the pieces of her broken dream. Uh huh. Oh no. And now the man loves back her self esteem. <laughs> self esteem. Oof. This is called codependence. <laughs> I like that chord right there. I just want to hear the spoken word part he does right here. She searched and wondered and tried to find herself some peace. After man, after man, she couldn't find no real relief. She liked 
no. <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with that? I feel like he's like the bad guy from Fern Gully a little bit. No? <laughs> he's coming to take down the rainforest. That talks like that, All right, you? so that is, it's based on his book of the same name. The Lady, Her Lover, and Lord. Oh, boy. Came out in 1999. Um, and it is, it's deeply erotic. This is very horny. Yeah. Um, it's pretty common for Christian couples to be like, we're kind of, you know, on a three-way with God, you know. We're married, but that was, that Christians was your wouldn't vows, say right? right? I did, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but God is as much a part of this marriage as like we are, you know. So. Huh? Menage yeah, I guess that makes it. Yeah, I yeah. could see that. Yeah, right. So we're all together. <laughs> yeah, it's got a weird thing where it was like he, she goes to the Lord first, right, and then the Lord is like, okay, cool. Here's a husband, yeah. right? Oof. Is how yeah. it feels. You're it's broken. Like, She's broken. Bit. The answer is a husband. Now, a I've, I've not read the book, and I was trying to find the Kindle version of the book, so I oh, could read wow. it. But that I, is research. But it's Investment. a book that T.D. Jakes wrote for women about, like, here's what needs to happen. So you can imagine what's in there. Uh, I don't know what's in there. But it is it is vice for single women, married women, and everything in between. Listen, marriage is great. It's good, mm-hmm. you know. Like, tell us about it. Not gonna tell us you. about it. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it. Oh no, uh, man! To be like, it's gonna fix your broken heart and your self-esteem. That doesn't seem very Christian either, you, you right? Know? And because it's, it's be not like, like it's not like being like. And the answer was this one specific guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like the answer is a husband. Uh, yeah. So a who? Husband. What do you got? And what do you got? Husband will do. I had this conversation the other day about people. And, you know, it's all valid, but just people who grew up like, I think I want to get married. I think I want to blah, blah, blah. I think I think I want a husband. I think I want a wife. And then at that point, when that's the desire predominantly more so than like, right. I think I want to be with this person. It does feel like casting. Oh, for sure. Like, yes. Okay. Mm. We're looking for our Danny Zuko. <laughs> <laughs> and in some cases, people probably literally are looking hey. for their Danny Zuko and that's fine. But yeah, no, it is weird. It does. It feels like, I don't know if you guys watch, uh, it feels like Cam on the season of Bachelor in Paradise. Anyone? Oh, anyone? No. Listeners? Uh, listeners, Basically, yes. there's one guy on this season of Bachelor in Paradise who just keeps being like, anytime anything doesn't go his way, he's like, because I'm here. I'm ready for a wife. I'm ready for whatever. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. And he just keeps wife. being like, exactly. A-wife. Like, he's just like, I'm ready for the kids. I'm ready for the, like, he's just be, <laughs> like in a weird sort of like, do you, what do you guys not get? Yeah, I'm ready for a wife. I'm available. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's so funny. So. Yeah, just like the cardboard cutout of a person. Mm. You just like gotta put he, anybody there. He might have to get down on bended knee. Oh, with damn. what is she? His broke her broken dreams. Her broken, broken dreams, dreams, and then God Cam's glued them dreams. back together. Yeah. Oh, okay. which right. I like that God still used oh. like you know Elmer's like a craft rather than yeah. like, like look, God it's not going to be as good, yeah. but it's together. I'm not going to get back to mint. Right. Right. Just throw that out the window. I wouldn't yeah. try to put a drink in your dreams anymore. <laughs> but it's it, more decorative. <laughs> They're decorative dreams at this point. Don't don't shelf. put coffee. But in there. if it was on eBay, it, I would rate it like new for sure. The competitor. What a great submission to this. Uh, we we got a voicemail from a listener named Tyler, and he nominated "How He Loves" by David yes. Crowder Band. This is his voicemail you know explaining his nomination. I mean, it's "How He Loves" by David Crowder Band. There's literally no other correct answer. <laughs> that's the voice. Wow, confidence. <laughs> confidence. That's, that's the it. Voice that's memo. the tweet. Okay. So, uh, uh, for DC, this is a David Crowder band was a worship band. Okay, they wrote songs primarily for like people to sing together in church, and this song has particularly 
romantic overtones, I would say. Really caught the imagination. Very of much the like reckless love. Like, yeah, we sing this a lot. It's jealous for me. Loves like a hurricane. Immediate Connor Oberst vibes, I feel like. No. Kinda. Yeah, I see it. The weight of his wind and mercy. <laughs> Like budget Connor Oberst. I'm not sure. Right, right. Sudden, I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory. Do you have an interpretive dance for us, Caroline? And I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, oh. All right, he is jealous of, for me. Right. Loves like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his love and mercy. Mm-hmm. Bending beneath the Ooh. love of his weight of mercy. It's- hey, string section from uh, the, this Goo Goo Dolls recording <laughs> session. Can you guys stick around? <laughs> yeah, yeah. For time and a half. For 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, then it's the verse again. But then oh, it well, jumps up an octave, right? Oh, yeah, we should chorus. skip to that part. This is a move, DC, that, that happens. Is uh, You start down here, then you go up here. Oh, this is the key line. Whoa. The much contested line. Here it is. And I mean, just hundreds of people wailing that song. It's wow. quite moving. <laughs> you, you can't help sing along. Man, it's really kind of funny to think about how many times I sang that with no irony or like worry in, in my mind at all. Yeah, I'd be like, heaven beats her like a... My heart turns violently in my chest. Does it feel like a Barney song now? You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> no, I think it just feels like, I don't know, like maybe I'm seeing the, the trick of it a little bit. Right, you know the a, trick a, being what the trick of being co-opting of talking romance language. About, yeah, yeah t- well, even just talking about like having a violent motion emotion while singing at a really loud tone also makes you make, feel a violent emotion, and mm-hmm. then it like feedback loops into itself. Right, and so it's it's just like very effective at like making you feel something, and then you are kind of like this is romantic. I am feeling something. I'm caught uh, up in the moment. I'm just a passion of all of it. That makes sense, and yeah. like the just the build of it of just the sort of like on yes. a basic musical level of just like start all quiet, and then by the end you're like, you yeah, know, yeah, you're like totally. Climax, if you will. Well, and there, come on. And there's, uh, th- there is something about like the aspirational POV of of these kinds of songs, mm, where oh, interesting, where you're singing it with a group, but the perspective is not like, you know, it's not we, from a yeah, yeah it's no. not a specific like songwriter's perspective or like this is a character or something. It's like 
we feel this and it's like i don't maybe i don't feel it but it's uh-huh. like yeah you do <laughs> yeah get in it. loser we yeah. feel this <laughs> and it is like yeah it's more so reflecting like an aspiration than a reality right. of like wow. an actual that would be posture. so much worship music for me in that case too of like i hope i can feel like <laughs> or this like, or we'll try i'm kind of whatever on this issue <laughs> yeah <laughs> having a bad day today yeah, particular. That's right. i don't see I don't. It, I guess it did. The musically did not code as as horny for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. As I don't know why. I think like there I was an aspect right. of there was very like lyrically ending of a Friday Night Lights episode <laughs> montage. You know what I mean? In which yes. some of the characters could be like losing their virginity or for something. Sure. I'm not saying that's not in there. Yeah, because yeah. I definitely a, see that it is in there. But it's yeah, it's song. more of a sort like a yeah. It's not exactly for me maybe just because like musically that period of time in my when i think about like that kind of like vaguely emo-y but mostly just kind of like mainstream alt rock like sort of vertical horizon-y playbook that i feel like it's working from to me is not a horny it's not a horny okay well (laughs) a a horny sound it does not make (laughs) I mean, true that. words were never spoken on the Big Christian Fun Podcast. <laughs> All right, then out of these two songs, I think we're saying the the, I, the I, lady, her lover. I know. I feel like within context, uh, how he loves is a hornier song for us in general. You know, as a population well, of Christian yeah. And imagine church. too, just looking at those words on a screen that everyone's right. like, yeah. "Heaven meets earth," and a sloppy wet kiss or an unforeseen mm, kiss, right. or something like that. Yeah, like just really. This is like this is a subgenre now. Like a lot of popular Christian worship songs are just like, like romantic, like uber romantic. Not even like yeah, it's like time. Bonnie and Clyde yeah. with right. God. Yeah, yeah that's like right. I feel like there's a lot of songs. Yeah, about like reckless love with mm-hmm. God or like oh, abandonment sure. of like chasing oh. after the Lord and like forgetting uh, everything in life. And that makes. I mean, stuff. it does weirdly make sense where it's sort of going like it's like feels like a weird sort of like how some like vegan food is just being like this is unapologetically vegan yeah. we're not trying to be meat and then some obviously you have like this is the impossible burger. <laughs> it tastes surprisingly like a burger where it's in this case it kind of feels like it's like uh, hey here we're tempting you with like a love song but then it's like it's gonna have god in it. it's yeah, god it's god like, but it lets you kind of have it both ways a <laughs> totally, little bit i yeah. feel like which yeah. is so interesting oh, we got we got another uh nominee this one comes from our friend darren mckenna he actually sent this one Darren. in, and he's got a voice memo for it. I will die on this hill. John Thurlow's I Love Your Ministry and Me is the horniest song of all time. Okay. Much less Christian song. It's just the horniest song. I Love Your Ministry in Me. <laughs> Nate's got a nice ministry. Was he on a tarmac? All right. <laughs> I, th- I think I think he was uh, on a run. He was yeah directing an <laughs> yeah, airplane. Was- <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, shouts out to Darren. Uh, John Thurlow, worship guy, comes from International House of Prayer, uh, which oh. some might describe as a cult. Oh, interesting. Uh, and uh, you can read a long read about a murder and a cover up uh, with them in Rolling Stone magazine. I would love 2014. to. Oh, yeah. Wow. Very would interesting. Would you describe stuff. it as a parachurch ministry? What is that? No. Like. Some, there's some things that are like in between a church, you know, oh, not like a gotcha. fully functioning church right. body, but they do meet regularly right. and like have people come, but you still have like church, church that you go to. Right. Oh, interesting. Too. I feel like you do see now, especially because like 
Haley's from Idaho. I'm from Arizona. I feel like when we'll be back, it's mostly some, a little bit. You see it in California too, because obviously Southern California is is also super religious mm-hmm. in many ways, but and super Christian in many ways. But like um, uh, people forget, birthplace of modern conservatism. Everybody forgets that Southern California is also super fucking conservative. But at any rate, oh yeah. Um, uh, in I, basically what I'm trying not to do is be like well, these weird places like Idaho and, and Arizona because that's like also where mm-hmm. we're from uh, but like I feel like we'll see a lot of like bumper stickers now or like people's t-shirts where it's like this I think that's their church but it also <laughs> seems like a CrossFit gym yeah and it, you, do you know like what I mean like yeah exactly where uh-huh. it'll always I feel like it'll always have like a name where it's sort of like it's sort of like conquer or like challenge or something but you're like it's like elevate the run yes yeah right yes totally where it is like very interesting part of it does make me some of it makes me feel a little weird where i'm like i see where you're coming from or why you would if you want to be more in people's lives and you want to be more in their community you're adopting some of that branding i guess no, basically real yeah i always think it's a good uh a good meter to have of being like wow heavy on the branding with right. this thing i think that's always suspicious now that really being careful. said uh the church i have been attending is for real moving into a crossfit gym uh in a couple weeks <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah with the they're can they're continuing the gym part of it yeah that's they're hilarious. gonna like redo part of the interior <laughs> no i mean i don't know i don't know if it's gonna be happening concurrently right <laughs> Why would they move there? Oh, yeah. I don't we'll know. When later. our Lord and Savior was training to play Batman in um, uh, Batman vs Superman, <laughs> right. uh, when Jesus was knocking the tires <laughs> around, oh man, the ultimate CrossFit. Uh, okay, yeah. this is "I Love Your Ministry" by John Thurlow. It's you that renews my mind. It's you that conforms my will. It's you that transforms my emotions. I love your ministry. In me, Ooh. it's almost R and B. This is great. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it is a weird R and B. And God of peace, you will sanctify me completely. You <laughs> in me, Lord. My spirit, soul, and body God of peace You will sanctify me completely <laughs> It's so funny when people fit like doctrinal words in sure. music <laughs> Yes The Your propitiation of all our sins now <laughs> I will love, I will love, I will love your ministry I will love, I will love Oh, come on. Man, you know the the like singers are really grooving yeah. on stage when this comes up. They were like, <laughs> like they're Jersey boys movement. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Is there a bridge right here? Cause it's you that renews my mind. And it's you that conforms my will. Conforms my will is very Christian Grey made you sign a waiver. No? <laughs> oh, I disagree. Doesn't everyone in the real world world use the phrase conform my will, my will all the time? 
My boss really conformed my will to his today uh, with that project. Yeah, uh, you know, I was track. driving on the five and I had to conform my will uh, to let someone in. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so that's... I feel like, first of all, he may be a god of peace, but apparently he's not a god of, like, sound mixing. I feel like everything was up across the board. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's treble forward. I feel like they did not do the last pass. No, I, I feel you. I feel um, Maybe also, that's I the kind like of sound they were going right. for. Right. It was very sneaky where at the beginning I was kind of like like the bass line and everything. I was like, oh, it sounds pretty, like, just, like, kind of mainstream R&B. Uh-huh. And then I feel like they were like, no, hold on. We did use the church piano. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I feel like <laughs> they were, like, the upright the piano. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. For sure. Even though it's, like, the style of playing felt kind of, like, <laughs> jazzy or I feel like the... Yeah. The, the sound of the piano, there's just something about it that's like, don't put your juice on there, Wall. <laughs> the, the oh well, all you notice. need is just a little yeah. boy with a tambourine yeah. and his pants falling down. That's <laughs> basically the sound. Hey, guys, I think I could help. Is it offbeat? <laughs> but I do think like, I do think it's interesting to compare that to the, the first one and that one, although they were different stylistically, to the middle one, because I do think like culturally... I'll oftentimes sort of like quiet stormy R&B does just code as like sexier you know what I mean mm-hmm. like in a lot of cultural depictions you'll just see like the joke being like somebody's about they think they're gonna fuck so they put on some like smooth <laughs> yeah. R&B or uh-huh. whatever so I feel like those are I'm trying to like deprogram my brain a little bit from immediately going like R&B equals sexier right, than like right, right, emo because right. in many ways like the super emo-y guy I do feel like was almost hornier than these singers mm. for does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, it's like, it's almost like lyrics versus the sound of it. Totally. At this point. Like the vocals on this song were extreme, even though they were in, they were nestled in a bed of potential horniness, mm-hmm. I felt were profoundly unhorny. Mm. If that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. <laughs> well, guess what, gang? We got a secret new contender. <gasps> Kevin. New contender. Wow. Final alert. In. Well, in, get in the slop. Well, in honor of our guest, DC Pearson, we must play a song from... But my titular band? DC, DC Talks. Wow. Oh, Wait, yes. which Did would you, come up a decent amount. When I was a kid and I, if I was like, oh, my name is DC or whatever, or somebody would be like, oh, like DC Talk. Like that was definitely... <laughs> oh my gosh. That, they were that was like a, a common thing. reference yeah, totally. point. Do I don't think I ever heard any DC of their music, but I was aware was. of them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, uh, we got a voicemail from Paul explaining his choice and nomination for this song. The obvious answer is Jackie Velasquez on my knees. However, DC Talk, (laughs) I Don't Want It, always made me want it more. That's the end of it. (laughs) So let's play I Don't Want It. We've heard this number before on the air, right? From their album Free at Last in 1992. A rebuttal to George Michael, may he rest in peace, <laughs> and him wanting your sex. It's gonna take a little time for us to see the truth. That love is simply more fulfilling than the need. is what we need to find the cure for this disease. 
of lust. Bubbles. In case you were confused. That's what I'm saying. Wait, we have to revisit maybe the funniest part of, of this song. Because there's like little spoken word interludes. Yeah, right, cut there's in. like little drops. No. Yeah, so check like it's out. It's got this. a conceit. You've heard this? Speaking of the force. Uh, yeah, Red Leader, I don't think I copied that. Uh, did you say you don't want sex for now? Uh, I'm confused. Could you clarify? Oh. Are they the police? They're <laughs> Star Wars or maybe fighters. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, said right. Red Leader. And trust that God will give us something better if we wait. That's why we got to say, I don't want your sex for now. So funny. We've talked about this on the show before. There's the financial prosperity gospel of like, if you give us this and God's going to give you more money. There's also a sexual prosperity gospel. Oh, of interesting. If you don't have sex now, you're going to get greater, better sex, blah, blah, blah in the yeah. future. Oh, I mean, yeah. This, uh, wow. I feel like it's such a funny uh, tightrope these songs have to walk of being like, I don't want sex, but that doesn't mean I'm not virile. And oh, interesting. Very, sure, I, and sure, will sure. be very good at right. it. <laughs> Should the because time famously, come. Yeah. that when you are in the World Series is the first time you ought to hit a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> that is a perfect metaphor. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I could play baseball amazingly. Oh. You know, you I could be Babe Ruth, probably. Be <laughs> losing your mind. I don't want to be Babe Ruth. <laughs> Uh, yo, SCX is a test when I'm pressed, so back off with less of that zest. Impress this brother with a life of virtue. The innocence that's spent is going to hurt you. Safe is the way they say to play, but then again, safe ain't safe at all today. So just wait for the mate that's straight from God. Don't give it up until you're Abstinence-only education. Yeah, yeah. Abstinence-only education. From, there too? Yeah, I think so. Gosh. I think that's the part of the fear mongering. Safe isn't really safe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so... <laughs> We so el- we have how he loves. We've eliminated how he loves. Oh, I think. we eliminated well, that. Or unless we haven't. The hor- okay. is that he's the horny emo guy. Well, we were gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, the way I thought of this was brackets was. Oh, sure, The sure, lady, sure. her lover, that. and yeah, lord. Right. How he loves. Out of those, lady, lover, lord, probably. Horny, yeah. Right. Yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah. So that wins. That advances. I love your mystery versus I don't want it. Ooh. Okay. I don't want your sex. That's the horniest one you think between the two, yeah. because it is like saying yeah. I don't care about this, I don't like but it, I, I would. don't. Want yes, it. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, in a weird way, like supposedly the Dare program made you more likely to do drugs. Ultimately, true? they figured out. Sense. Yeah, I remember Gosh. reading that sometime. Once. I like, I yeah, that, that was like how purity culture backfired in a lot of ways because it did make you think about. Oh sure, like no, I didn't. So more. <laughs> <laughs> what effects do we? Yeah, have there's totally a like. Don't Perfect. think of an elephant. Yeah. Now all you're thinking of is uh, an the elephant. Elephant's factor. gonna look good, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and I think yeah, I think especially having that one just be explicitly about not having sex. I agree That's with great. Caroline. So between I don't want it and the lady, her lover, and Lord. Ooh. Those boys in DC talk. They have some of that slow voices. I do I like their voices a good it. amount. Yeah. Was that um? Kevin Max, Michael Tay, Toby yeah. Mac. Yeah. So between these two, what do we say, friends? I don't know. It's 
Oh man, yeah, because the one is has the advantage Carolyn was talking about of explicitly being about no sex, not sex, etc. Whereas the the TD Jakes one, I feel like it's got a super just like sex scene in a movie, Vaseline on the lens, fades, Mm -hmm. rose petals, sort of sound, and they do serve such different purposes. Yes, totally. One is uh, Might be antithetical to each other. <laughs> you think? Yeah. I mean, they're both about covenant because mm. it is marriage right. in both right. cases. One's a little bit more of a potato salad. Hmm. One of them's a little bit more of a dozen potato. <laughs> well, I also feel like I, I, I guess an argument against the first one is it sort of it almost feels like it's so exp- I don't know it's so explicitly sort of like implying that like. This lady, who probably by d- virtue of being a lady was already sinful to begin with, <laughs> is feels like it, what it's saying. And then also did a bunch of actual sins, is now like, oh, I feel bad. I feel bad. So <laughs> I'm yeah. going to God to be like, and then God's like, all right, let me throw you a husband. Yeah. And then we can kind of have that sexual tension a little bit, but it's I not feel, as much yeah. there. Whereas the DC talk one just feels, so it feels like it's like somebody that's already experienced that side of life. And now they're coming to God. Yeah. Doesn't feel super. It doesn't feel like the song is, is thematically dripping with horniness, mm-hmm. horniness as much as the, the DC talk one. I do feel like really does put you in mind of sort of like a, preteen in their bedroom being like i don't want sex but in their mind they're like all i'm thinking (laughs) about is sex if that makes any sense i mean what great analysis decent christian boys will be decent christian boys is is the thing they can't deny what they can't deny yeah all right i don't want it i think we've advanced (laughs) you yeah you are at least for this week the horniest christian song of all time (laughs) (laughs) boy <laughs> what a nightmare show 99 episodes in okay <laughs> was that christian radiohead no that was damien rice oh gotcha yeah. okay <laughs> so yes okay yes, great, great great perfect uh all right dc we're dimming the lights we're turning on the candles mm. we're turning on the candles we're not lighting them uh and we're here to not promote ourselves, but to right. lift up our projects right, sure. and ourselves to the Lord. And we start with Caroline. Um, you can lift me up to the Lord and stay away from sex by logging online and following me at Caroline's Farts. That's right. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. At Caroline's Farts. Uh, and I'd like to lift up a song I've been listening to on repeat. It's called Um Shalala by Haley Hendricks. Never said it out loud. Uh from an album called I Need to Start a Garden and at one point in the song she sh- she screams I need to start a garden and it's very funny okay yeah I need to start a garden do you need to start a garden I got one kind of going nice yeah. yeah I've started an herb garden quote unquote earlier this year okay that's ambitious because we cook a decent amount and is it working uh, no <laughs> um, we started out with three plants mint basil no not basil I wish uh, oh. mint rosemary and thyme and the rosemary and thyme were ostensibly going to be the ones that were hardy enough to just sort of be like whatever put them anywhere you can they'll be fine the thyme is long dead then somebody like the mailman or somebody knocked over the pot that had a minute so the rosemary is like definitely on its way out the mint meanwhile the most water freaking needy uh, supposedly delicate one thriving flourishing wow 
So if anybody needs any mint, summer. if anybody wants a julep, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, basil's pretty sure. easy. I'm sorry? Basil's pretty easy. Oh, really? If you want to oh, give okay. it a try. Cool. Yeah. I, I, With very I, I little shall. effort, that one basil plant we had grew, Oh, nice. Like, too much. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, you know what's so even easier? Pizza. Postmates. <laughs> oh, right tragic <laughs> what i asked kevin casually the other day like oh would you get a plant he was like oh, i don't deserve to take care no of like, kevin <laughs> i was like you if you have a plan i said to caroline if i if my plants die then i'll feel like i won't deserve love oh yeah, no like, that's not what it's father. about I don't make that not. up i know i made the leap that's my <laughs> It's not what it's about. You, you, you get are a, correct. Get a starter plant. Get a succulent. Oh, I might get a succulent. They're I was, great. I was eyeing one at Trader Just go Joe's to a either. wedding. Hey, I can give you one. I feel like we've got so to one in two days. There you go. They'll probably give you a succulent. I'll steal one. Okay. Our friends gave, them, gave us the succulent, and it's still thriving. I, for their I'd wedding. like that to give nice you gift. a succulent. We have a lot of aloe out there. Uh, you can just Venmo me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy one. <laughs> uh, we turn it to DC. Uh, I uh, am, Where can am we lift being, you up online? Lift me yes. up at DC Pearson on Twitter. No uh, Instagram. If you like, I do have Instagram actually, <gasps> but it's it's my actual name on Twitter. And then by the time I just got on Instagram earlier this year, oh, so wow. that's a little more like not. It's private just by ver- not. It's not private, but it's just undiscovered. It's I guess. small. Yeah. Um, and that is D E E C E E. P-I-E-R-S-O-N Okay uh, Welcome to Instagram Thank you very sir. much And also if you just Search my name It should probably Come up Look I think forward to food It's picks. a lot of it's. That's mostly what Ooh, it is Yeah For sure um, So lift me up there And then I would like To lift up um, uh, An artist I really like uh, Jason Anderson Also a singer songwriter Okay I've been a fan of his For a really long time And then this year He's doing a thing Where he's releasing Like a new album At the end of the year And in the meantime He's He's clearing his vaults so he's putting a ton of stuff on spotify and stuff and so if you look him up on spotify uh he's putting up like a new project every month basically and he's fantastic sort of like he's a little bit tough to pin down but i would say sort of like uh bruce springsteen e singer songwritery kind of like electrifying live performer who's also just a really cool very specific uh, beautiful lyricist and and songwriter, very rousing and life affirming. If you hey. like that kind of stuff, without being overly, you just want to shoot yourself in the head for how saccharine it is. Um, life affirming and optimistic, like your therapist was talking. There about. you go. Yeah. So Jason Anderson on Spotify, and I think the one he most recently put up it was like an EP, and there's the song July Fourth, two thousand four. If you listen to that one and you like it, you'll love Jason Anderson, and so check it out. I'm Ooh. lifting, lifting it up. You're lifting it up, Don. Well done. Well done. Two great music. Oh, also, wait, real quick. I was just, I remembered while we were talking about this, I legitimately have a, like a gospel song that I should lift up because I've really been enjoying it. Great. Which is, it it made me be like, I need to listen to more gospel because this is so good. Somebody on Twitter recommended it. I can't remember who, um, but I want to say it's by, and I'm looking it up to confirm here. um, Oh yeah. Kirk Franklin. So obviously like huge gospel artist. Mm-hmm. Even I know that and I don't listen to a lot of gospel. Um, Melodies from Heaven. Oh, Have you heard well, it? Uh, Do you know it? It's so good. For I you. mean the song is is oh. ri- on it tr- uh, I'm uh, there's no layer of irony whatsoever. Genuinely like you play you, this song and you're like agree. I'm in the best mood of you're all time. You're about to have the best thing ever happen. Okay, to you great. Right oh, now. really? Yep. Oh wow, fantastic. Yeah. So uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes. 
Now, the thing is, DC, this is uh, no joke a tradition we have on the show. No, really? Uh, where we do, <laughs> when it comes up, <laughs> we do show our guests the following video, uh, which is a Sesame Street rendition of Melodies from Heaven. Whoa! <laughs> So there's Ernie. He's Kirk Franklin. Sure. <laughs> Watch the mouths. <laughs> <laughs> little Elmo, little Grover. I feel like we needed another take on Grover. Little or Grover's bigger. a little off sync or something. <laughs> but Ernie has moved. He's really but, but filled watch, with the spirit. Watch him as Kirk. Oh, this is wonderful. <laughs> Feel me. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have to wait for the. the... <laughs> it's Ernie makes it. Oh my god! That's oh yeah, thing. absolutely. Oh man, that never. Fails yeah, I think it was sort of a. Great. It was the realization of like, oh, you like gospel influenced, like artists that are very influenced by gospel, like Chance the Rapper and 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 yeah. Kanye, and then realizing like, oh, it's because it's great. It's so good. You know what I mean? Just yeah. the sound of people singing together, and that that was very much like, oh, it's interesting to hear Christian rock and and, and different samples of stuff on the show where it's sort of like people kind of like co-opting that mm -hmm. those forms and then being like no but gospel is literally that is what it is That's do you know what, what i mean is, yeah. this is a, a thing that organically exists for this reason and it is tremendous it's oh and then also yeah. other christian related thing that i was thinking of when we were listening to the different songs there's an essay collection called pulphead by john jeremiah sullivan like a big he's like a big time like feature writer for a lot of magazines and stuff and one of the essays in there he goes to a christian rock music festival that i'm sure you guys would know the name of creation if I fest i might be that I feel like it has rock or something in the name okay. of it. Um, Cornerstone? It might be Cornerstone. <laughs> I, I, I honestly can't remember because they all sound likely. Um, but it's really interesting. And he talks about like, because he was uh, raised, I don't know, maybe not evangelical, but raised very Christian and talks in sort of talks about why Christian rock in his estimation has never quite equaled just like, or Christian, you know, pop music in general has never quite, it always feels weirdly like, not quite you know what i mean like it's interesting yeah. he's sort of exploring like what it means to people and it's very not ironic not sort of like turning its nose up at it a very interesting engagement yeah I it's sincere engagement that subculture it, yeah. yeah totally yeah. yeah send that our way i want to read absolutely yeah. uh those were great thank you dc you're welcome uh you can lift me up at kevin t port everywhere i'll lift up hobbs and shaw which is the most i've laughed at a movie <laughs> this year I laughed at it so much. It was it was wow. a legit comedy. <laughs> it was surprising because I was like, yeah, well, you know, it'd be fun. Hobson Shaw. The, yeah, <laughs> it's like wait, they're here. It's like I'm Hobson, you're you Shaw. Rock, rock, rocking around, rocking around, rolling. My old catchphrase. <laughs> I know. Hey, I'm having a Caroline moment. Uh, lifting up, like you know, a big old, a big old Hollywood movie, movie yeah. as exactly. you call it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And we love popcorn movies on the good Christian fight. Blinded by the Light uh, came out when this comes out. I was wondering out. when you were in a comment Have you seen publicly. It I did see it a few months ago. Kevin's the biggest Bruce fan of all time. Well, I know, I know this. Okay. We've seen each show. other. At, I saw him at a Bruce Springsteen. It was like truly like oh seeing somebody in their in their element. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, 2012. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> That's like too pure Kevin for me to handle, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think if you saw me, you you would like, claw ah, your eyes out. <laughs> Talk about bright eyes. Burning. Uh, lift us up everywhere at Christian Fun Pod. Leave us a review. On Apple Podcasts, we donate a dollar to charity for every review. This oh, month's charity nice. is the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Yeah, in honor nice. of our guest Rochelle and her sister. Yeah, check it out. DC, thanks for so much Thank for joining you for us, buddy. Me. Oh, you were great. What Thank a great you. time, me, Caroline. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having what, me. Uh, what a great episode to end the podcast on. No, this is our finale. There's no Christmas. <laughs> no Christmas this year. Uh, and there's nothing left to say except for in all pods, people said amen let's go out uh Uh again let's go back to some uh, melodies from please (laughs) (laughs) he loves it it's just so funny because i do have this elmo uh puppet and you're wearing elmo socks right now shut up (laughs) i i am though oh yeah there you go puppets the best part about Ernie is that he doesn't have as much articulation in his arms as right. the other one, so he's they're just kind of flopping <laughs> around, and it really works for it. So funny. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.